All right, Aaron. So uh, Sunday, you mentioned some things at the end of the message about mm-hmm. politics. And yeah. You said you weren't going to vote for either candidate. Uh, so I was wondering what you meant by that. Sure. Um, yeah, I wanted to take some time to clarify that because I didn't uh, I kind of put it on the tail end of my message. It, it actually goes back to something that the Lord spoke to me um, December 30th, December 31st, around that time as I was seeking him for the new year with it being an election year. Um, and he spoke to me and he said very clearly to me that uh, neither candidate was going to have much impact in terms of where the country was going and to not buy into all the political hype and to really kind of stay out of the political uh, fray this time around, <clears throat> which would be new for me because in past or previous presidential elections, I was much more vocal. Uh, but it was just very clear to me what the Spirit of God was saying at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, was uh, that neither candidate was going to be what they appear to be. Now, you don't have to talk to Christians about... Uh, the problems with some of some of the problems with the Democratic platform or with Hillary Clinton specifically, uh, because we've done an excellent job. We as Christians, we as conservatives have done an excellent job of making her a villain. Now, that's not to say that she didn't have uh, issues that would make her a villain. It's just to say that we have been very vocal about spreading and propagating that narrative about her. So everybody sees that. But when it comes to Donald Trump, I think we really have some blinders on. And, uh, and so I was trying to speak to that and say I cannot endorse <clears throat> either candidate because I cannot get behind uh, Donald Trump and his platform. And it really bothers me that so many evangelicals, I mean, I mean, it's one thing if you want to vote for an issue because you feel strongly about an issue, then please vote for that issue. But you don't always have to tag God's name or presence or put a prophetic word on your candidate because you want your issue to be promoted so uh, intensely. And so one of the things, I, I think one of the real problems with us as conservatives, because I'm a conservative, I'm a registered Republican, I've never voted for a Democrat in a presidential election, I've always supported the Republican Party, but I think uh, we have become a one-issue or a two-issue people, uh, and that is abortion and marriage, same-sex marriage. Those are like the only two issues that we think about. Um, and it bothers me because those are not the only moral issues that are going on. And I think you can look at both platforms and say there are some things uh, that the Democrats stand for that are biblical, and there are some things that Republicans stand for that are biblical. And I think that God is calling the church out to be outside of the political arena to be able to speak as a prophetic voice into it. And if we align ourselves too closely with uh, a candidate or with a party, I think we lose some of the prophetic power that we have to speak into our culture. And so if you look at somebody like Donald Trump, um, you're looking at somebody, and, and again, I'm not here to, to harp on anybody's sin issues or say one candidate's better than the other or the lesser of two evils. Uh, my problem is the double standard that we put before people causes us to lose credibility completely, causes us to lose credibility in the culture. For example, in the first Clinton administration, we all know what Bill did in the Oval Office, right? <laughs> and, uh, and he was vilified and really impeached uh, by, really, it was, it was conservatives and mostly evangelical Christians that were pushing that. And, uh, and so that 
you know, situation was what it was, and the church was a voice speaking into that situation. Now you've got a guy in Donald Trump who uh, not, you know, you can say, well, what Bill Clinton did was worse than maybe some of the things that Trump said or whatever. But the bottom line is he's made his fortune, a, a good portion of it, by supporting uh, the advancement of what we would call sin <laughs> and, um, and really does not present himself in a godly way or in a way that I think is fitting of who Jesus Christ is. Now, people will say, well, he's a young Christian, he's a new believer, whatever, but here's my point. We're giving him a total pass on what he does because he fits the narrative and the framework that we're emotionally invested in as conservatives while we vilify someone else for doing something similar or depending on who's looking at, maybe it's worse or maybe it's not as bad, uh, but we vilify him because he doesn't fit with our political ideology and yet give his wife no credit for the fact that she stood with her husband and honored her marriage vows, which is something that we promote as the, as the, the family values group. And we give her absolutely no credit for that and assume that she had to have some political agenda, uh, motive for doing that or whatever because we've totally vilified her. And so here's what I see happening, Trent. I see Christians uh, justifying unchristian behavior because of their passion for politics, and that's my issue. So we have a preacher standing up at the Republican National Convention, the RNC, and he prays uh, against the enemy, uh, Hillary Clinton and the liberals, and basically prays a curse on them that they would fail. When my Bible says that we're supposed to love our enemies, that we're supposed to bless and not curse, that we are supposed to be offering the gospel freely to all people, that we need to be about kingdom agendas and not political agendas. That's my issue, number one. Now what I'm seeing is I'm seeing, like on Facebook and different situations, where uh, Christian brothers and sisters who are friends now are attacking one another and it's putting a strain on their relationship and what have you because there's so much passion, political passion, that it's like it's okay for us to violate the, the idea of loving one another or loving our enemies because we're so passionate about our political agenda and nobody is speaking out against that. And so that's really my issue. I don't have an issue with whatever people are going to vote for. But my issue is the way that, that it's been handled. And here's what I think is the spirit behind it. And this is really the issue for me. When I talk to people and I ask them, Christian people, brothers and sisters of mine, what is it about Donald Trump that inspires you? And they, they don't really come up with much. And, and I'll ask them, does, does his vision inspire you? Does he, um, does, he, does he embody the kind of values that you've spent your life standing up for? Is he the kind of person that you want to put before your children or your grandchildren? Uh, and, and ultimately, if they're, if they're honest, most of them, in fact, everyone I've asked, they say, no, that's not the case. But he's the lesser of two evils. Or, or they say he's better than Hillary. And that's what it comes down to. He's better than Hillary. So this is what this tells me. This tells me that we're making a decision based on our hatred for Hillary Clinton and her agendas and fear that she's going to get into office and destroy or, or, or further erode the spiritual climate that's in our country. And so that tells me, number one, that we're operating from a place that God isn't because there is no fear in love 
And perfect love casts out fear. And he who does not love does not know God. And so if we're speaking from God and voting from God, we need to be coming from a platform of love and not from a platform of hate or disgust. And I think that we have become blinded by our hatred, by our fear, and, and we're trying to validate it with what I believe are completely false prophecies. And you watch. You watch uh, everybody that prophesied that Donald Trump, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people that prophesied Donald Trump was going to win. If he loses the election, they will come out the next and they will say people like me, they will say people who, who didn't vote for him, people who didn't pray hard enough, whatever. That's the reason that their prophecy didn't come to pass. And it causes us, and we do this publicly, we do this on Facebook, we do this through the media, and it causes us to lose credibility with, with people. And so that's where I'm trying to come from with this, to say, hey, let's don't, let's don't be uh, bewitched by the political spirits, and let's maintain uh, the, the, the integrity of what we stand for as believers and speak with a voice that is allowing our ethics and our choices to be informed by kingdom principles and not by political agendas. Okay. Uh, that, that does help. Thank you. Thanks, Trent.